Hello, welcome to the first episode of the Headstuff Podcast in 2016. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Isn't it? It is the first one. Yes, yeah, 2016. Yeah. I'm here with Connor. That's Connor. Hello. Uh, so this is episode 26 with Garode Farrelly. Um, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Garode's a very funny man. He's very funny. Very he's, lovely man. He's very lovely. He's a sound man. He's yeah. dead sound. And... Uh, yeah, we. Uh, it was kind of just uh, shooting the shit as opposed to. Uh, I yeah. didn't grill him over anything. You didn't really get to any of your questions on your. No, I didn't get your to them. Pad over there. I didn't get to any of those on. questions or any of the points. Uh, yeah, we just kind of talked. Uh, it's it's very easy to talk to Grode. He's uh, yeah. He's got good stories. He's very funny, and he laughs at your jokes, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> because... nobody, nobody ever does. <laughs> so uh, when I said your jokes, I mean just. No, I presume you were talking about me personally. No, 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 Connor. Um, so yeah, this is the uh, Girl Farley episode and uh, we're going to be uh, hosting his podcast, which is called Fascinated, on on the Headstuff Podcast Network, which is a new uh, part of Headstuff. In you like saying it, don't you? I do like saying it. I do. It sounds good. Headstuff Podcast Network. What do you think? It sounds impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. I think that's all Like that's all that really matters. If that's it. If it sounds good. Yeah. 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 Uh, so... You know, it's the whole, like, dress to impress thing, you know? <laughs> dress for the job that you want. Yeah, that whole. <laughs> I want this to be a network, so I'm just going to put network out. Yeah, it's a network now. I'm going to start uh, the Connor Wilkins network. I don't know what we're going to do, but it sounds good. It does sound good. Yeah. So, the two podcasts on that are this, The Heads of Podcast, and Fascinated by Girl Farley, and there'll be more podcasts added Ooh, during the year. Sounds mysterious. Yep. So... Uh, Mystery podcast. Yeah, at the moment it's called... Well, there is a really Story good... Solving Crime. There's a really good uh, podcast called Mystery Show. Is there? Yeah, it's great. You should listen to it by uh, Gimlet Media. It's really, really good. What's it? Is it in relation to? Um, Starly Kine is the uh, the host, and she um, she solves mysteries that can't be solved using the internet, like unsolved mysteries. But they're not mysteries like murders or anything. They're like um, oh, okay. one of the episodes was <clears throat> somebody rented a video in a video store. Yeah, and then went to bring it back the next day or whatever. Yeah, and the video store was gone. With like no trace Like it was completely cool. gone Completely Like the, the building looked like Nothing had ever been in there That happened to me once When I was younger I Gave my bike into A certain bike shop In Newbridge uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about I, I'd say I'm so. not going to name and change Middle of town Yep, yep. Uh, Brought my bike in there to get I think a Buckled wheel fixed uh-huh. Went back to collect it Shop was gone <laughs> Seriously I swear <laughs> to god And they took all the bikes Wow Yeah I swear oh, to god Oh is that how it happened Yep Did not know that there you go. All right. I have to get my bike back. I think they actually ended up buying me a new bike because they couldn't find my bike. Oh. So, uh, I don't know. I'll probably wreck that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's More on the bike podcast <laughs> next week. That is the new the podcast. mystery of Connor's bike. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's that, we talk about that a little bit on this episode of Grod and his podcast is really, really good. Uh, so, all the all his old episodes are on the site now. If you go to headstuff.org forward slash fascinated podcast. Uh, fascinated hyphen podcast you'll find all of them and the new episode will be up tomorrow um, and there's a very exciting guest which Grod will let you know in the episode uh, so yeah uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode Connor did Connor's having a great time I did I, I yeah. had a great time yeah so this is episode 26 of the Headstuff podcast hey quick note whoops <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> we just we, we were just going through the edit there and we realised that at about what time uh, I think it's maybe 15 minutes in. 15 minutes in, there's a, a slight buzzing that uh, basically Connor fucked up big time. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Connor's very, um, uh, he's very bothered by it. There's a bit of a oh, buzz. Oh, very annoying. There's it does bother me. There's a bit of a buzz there. Uh, it lasts for a few minutes, what, like 10 max? Yeah. Um, and we can't seem to get rid of it. So we're sorry about that. There's a little bit of a buzz, but hey, the podcast is free. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna make the buzz longer. Now. <laughs> uh, no, but th- uh, thanks for listening, and sorry about the buzz, and enjoy. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm yeah. delighted to be here. That always how ha- I'm. I'm actually getting afraid now because we've been talking for a few minutes while you've been talking. <laughs> yeah, and you've been then here for over I, an hour. I've given you all my good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I feel there's nothing else to say, <laughs> which is why I asked. What are we talking about? Right. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> this is the shortest podcast <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just to assure you, we had a great conversation. Yeah. You the weren't last here hour for it, but it was, oh, yeah. it was spectacular. Had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just do, like, I suppose, a, a, a quick roundup of what we've talked about over the last hour? and then What have we talked about? We talked about why I don't uh, go to the cinema that much. Oh, yeah. What was the reason again? 
I just think that a lot of films are crap. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the best way to start. But uh, yeah, what else did we talk about? We talked about me. Uh... But about the cinema thing, right? Because oh, yeah. I kind we should of... probably say who you are. It's Grove Farley. Oh, I know, but I don't think you introduced him yet. Ah, he's Grove Farley. Okay, <laughs> Where's the band playing a little bit of music <laughs> and me walking down the yeah. steps? Yeah, everybody knows who Grove Farley is. He's the drummer with the script. Yeah. Very, very popular. <laughs> huge. Huge. <laughs> uh, so Grode Farley is, um, as Connor's making me introduce him, he's a comedian. I'm a comedian. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's a podcast host, maker, I just realized podcaster. The realize, I just realized that Connor, Connor just had no idea who it was. Oh, no, I yeah, do. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. I that told was, him. I told him who you I were. I do. It was like this, nobody's coming in. We're just going. <laughs> that sounded a lot worse. Well, Connor, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, another person that thinks the comedian. Connor, Whatever. <laughs> Will you please describe Grode Farley's career today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Starting from... Tell me what you know. <laughs> um, I know a lot. <laughs> I saw you once in the Riverbank in Newbridge. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, there wow. you go. I See? Loved I love the Riverbank in Newbridge. It's me a good too. Place. Did you do a schnitzel gig in the Riverbank in Newbridge? I did, yeah. Well, maybe that's where... Yeah. yeah we, ran, we, did, we did like five or six gigs there. And did and you support someone else? Maybe Des Bishop or... Um, Neil Delamere? Yeah, I did a, uh, Neil Delamere or um, maybe Maeve that? or... Oh, maybe Jason it was Maeve, Maeve Higgins. I think it was that, yeah, that one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Also, the Riverbank, I did one of my favourite gigs ever because I was doing uh, double headers with Eric Lawler. We did yes, a few of those around the, the Chalk and Cheese Tour. Yes, the Chalk and Cheese Tour. Research wow. done. And uh, <laughs> I used to do this uh, stand-up. It was in one of my shows where um, I'm friends with Neve Cavanagh, yeah. like the Eurovision winner. Let's get and that out of the way. Get, right yeah. up, right up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a great uh, episode of the Fascinated Podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, she's great crack. Yeah. But I used to do this material about, because one night I went with her when she was on the late late to sing the song and she was messing for the crack. She was saying, oh, do the back. Come on, come out and do back and vocals. I was like, no, I can't. I'm too afraid. She said, come on, don't be such a chicken. Like, <laughs> And uh, I was like, no, 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 I can't. She's like, it's easy. It's just your eyes. <laughs> like, just do it. Like, so I was like, oh, no, no, no. So I d- had material about that. Okay. And for a show in the Riverbank, uh, I, I did that material. And then at the end, I, I did this thing about, okay, well, I just, I'm just going to do it now with it on a screen. But then the whole thing was screen brought down and then she was there, right? Right. So that was like the bizarre ending to the like that show. Um, but I started to get all these tweets afterwards <laughs> because there was apparently two people that went to the toilet. <laughs> and then they said, oh, my wife was trying to convince me that they actually brought out Neve Cavanagh. <laughs> and this was uh, this ongoing thing on Twitter. And we were actually in Abracababra across the road when it was happening. <laughs> it was like my favorite moment in stand-up ever. <laughs> So, so did you go to have a cabra cabra with Neve Cavan as well, or yeah, 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 yeah? <laughs> and was she Classy. recognized? You was do recognize in Abra Cabra? Oh, we got. Uh, I think we got quarter pounder cheese. Nice, nice. Yeah, they yeah. do savage quarter pounder cheese because that's that was you were talking about that a lot on her on your podcast with her in it, where she's always recognized. Like I don't think like I know the name Neve Cavanagh and I know. Oh yeah, yeah. But I honestly don't think I'd like recognize her. I um, would. Yeah, I do, think do, do, maybe I would, but I'd, I don't know. It's but weird what happens with her because, and she kind of admits this herself, it's not about her being recognised. It's about that in 1993, the Eurovision was a thing. Everyone watched it together. And as soon yeah. as they see her, yeah, yeah, they kind of remember that moment and then they remember the person they were watching it with who is dead. Right, okay. <laughs> so it's not about the emotion <laughs> yeah, of her yeah. performance. It's yeah. about uh, this person's dead, so I'm going to cry on Neve Kavanagh's shoulder gotcha. while, right. you know... Well, well I was, we're in Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a show with her like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, uh, I was just doing sound on it. Yeah. But I was talking to her, she came you in. You were doing the backing vocals. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I was, she came in and I was talking to her for like five minutes. And then she said, oh, I'm Neve," And I was like, oh, God, I didn't even recognize you because she was wearing a hat. Oh, okay. And oh, right. Was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my gosh, she can sing. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm stating the obvious there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like I was seven when well. she won the Eurovision, so I just didn't. I wasn't oh, watching. We get it on young, whatever. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, actually what we did before this podcast because every time I talk about guests that I want to have, yeah. you couldn't go. Don't remember that. I don't know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were whatever. talking about all these eighties TV shows, and I was like, <laughs> sorry, I don't know, no. Like, and which one was which one was male and, and yeah. who was the American? What was that show again? It was Dempsey and Makepeace. Never heard of it. They were my dream. They, they, they were my dream <laughs> podcast guests. 
and I came so close to getting them. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I contacted them and then I contacted their agents. Right. And the whole thing about Dempsey and Makepeace is the actor and actress that played them right. is they got married when the series ends. So oh, they're like okay. this great love story because it was like on screen, on screen chemistry and then right. they actually got married in real life. Right. And I couldn't coordinate it. Like, right. Of getting the two of them together. And they're married. They live in the same house. <laughs> like, and I couldn't oh. get it. Like, oh, when you said you were, when you were, you were really close and all that, I thought, I thought you were going to say that and then they died or something. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a, that's an what Irish show? Getting at. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. Are they here? Like, is it an Irish show? Or no, it, they, were, they, were, they live in London. I know oh. all about it now because we were talking about it. Okay. <laughs> like half an hour. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I was like... Your really went on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when you first said it, I didn't know what you were talking about. So I thought you were talking about like Ian Dempsey and someone else. And I was trying to figure out who the other person was like, oh. <laughs> a cop show with Ian Dempsey yeah, yeah. I want to see that that would be good that would yeah. be amazing be pretty good yeah I'd say he, because he's very tall he's very tall yeah. do you know what I actually held his child right apparently is it a very tall child apparently his son works in Today FM now okay. uh, and when I was a kid uh, I was at the Artane shopping centre with my parents and we saw Ian Dempsey and he had a baby he was holding okay. a baby and I asked him for an autograph and Really weirdly, <laughs> in order to sign the autograph, he asked Here, me to it. hold his son. <laughs> so, uh, all right. And did you? Was this like something you realized on the radio? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's it's this thing because my mom always says, "All of a sudden, we looked over and you were holding a baby." I'm like, "We probably wouldn't let you hold a baby." <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, me, Ian Dempsey story. Right. Yeah. Well, it's as good as, good as any. Uh, you want to cut on the pen? I even do on a pen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't know what you were doing there. He just wants to write down, tighten up the indensy bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hard edit on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, radio. That's another. Um, Grode Farley, I'm still introducing you here. Uh, comedian, also radio guy, has been on, d- done some radio stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done, yeah, I've done a good few bits. And VO guy, VO artist, because I listened to your VO. Uh, My voiceover demo. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, and it's hilarious. Did you? All oh, right. Did you oh, write? Very much. Did you write some bits for it? Like, oh, I did. Yeah. 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 I wrote them all myself. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, not all of them. Like the UPC one. That was. <laughs> was that an actual radio ad? That was a radio ad. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. But here's the thing. I didn't actually do the UPC ad. Oh. It's just when I was doing the voiceover demo, they said you might as well read your UPC. Ad. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> why not? Yeah. I. Uh, you're. I don't know. I. W- I think if I was just listening to the radio and that came on, I don't know if I would have recognized your voice. I, yeah, I think yeah. I changed it a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I would have recognised it. Because we were talking about this, that when I record links for my podcast, I then listen back to them and I have a different person in my head. Oh. I think of like the people that could potentially be listening to it. <laughs> and then it always comes back to, Garage, you need to fix your Skanger accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I really push it. <laughs> no, yeah, but more so on the podcast, I think your voice is, your voice and recognisable, but just from that on. But then in the next one, where it was a, a, vo- um, a voiceover for a funeral, funeral home? A funeral oh home? yeah, what was it? Uh, <laughs> what was it? Jo- putting the fun back into <laughs> funeral. <laughs> I, was, I got halfway through that ad and I was like, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't an ad. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the kind of thing that would be on the radio. That's hilarious. I might, maybe I'll play that clip here. Do. Can I do that? Yeah, we'll fantastic. Do that I, that might get, get me we'll some just, voiceover work. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just edit it in right here. In times of tragedy, you need professionalism and sensitivity. Let my family look after your family. How many times have you been to a funeral where you've been bored out of your mind? At Fitzjolly Funerals, we send you off with a bang. Literally. But don't just take my word for it. When Mammy died, we knew exactly what she would want. But we didn't think we would find a funeral director that would shoot her out of a cannon over Loch Derg. But when we saw the flames from Mammy's slippers streaking across the night sky, we knew we'd done her proud. It's Jolly Funerals, putting the fun back into funeral. And we're back. <laughs> How funny was that? <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Sometimes you look back at your own work and you're yeah. impressed. Uh, luckily, Connor will do that and not me. <laughs> um, so have you done much uh, VOing? No, not really. I did. Um, I <laughs> What's really weird about those things, I've only done a handful of them, but you, I had one situation where you go and the client is actually sitting behind a curtain. Oh right! In this, it's oh. a really like they they kind of sit out of out of view oh, in this kind of right. waiting area, and they they're listening to it being recorded. It felt like you know when you see in a movie and somebody's been sold into slavery, and all these people 
<laughs> behind behind uh, curtains are bidding. Yeah. Oh, right, That's right, what right, it right. felt like because right. you're just in there. And I had to record, um, I think it was the voiceover. Oh, yeah. It was the voiceover for uh, a little documentary on pensions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, we're going to need a peppy voice for this. Um, and what I didn't realize was uh, it was for... At the time, I had a day job and I was working for a company that sold pensions. And I didn't realize at the time that this was actually for a rival company. Okay. <laughs> but it was actually going to be, it was just internal for them. Right, okay. Uh, but I had this, when I realized it was way too late for me to back out of it. Like, yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to have to do it. I'm yeah. going to have to make my voice sound so it's not a little like bit you. different. Yeah. So, but then... I went in and immediately abandoned that idea because you couldn't just go in and go, oh yeah, how's it going? I know yeah. it's a bit different now to the voiceover demo, but... <laughs> um, uh, so it's funny how you haven't got a lot of work through. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> He's an absolute maniac. <laughs> Sounded good on that UPC app, but that's not even real. <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> I don't know where to go after that. <laughs> Well, I didn't know where to go, but now I can't remember. So I'm going to go back to uh, the Riverbank thing. So um, you've done a lot of you've done a lot of uh, kind of high profile uh, supports. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it it's like I don't know. Some people I think. How do you feel about doing sports? I mean, you're like a headliner now, right? Yeah. But but you're still kind of happy to do sports as well. Some people kind of like once they turn headliner, they're like now I'm done with sports. Yeah, it's weird. I've never, I've never really thought about it. In a, I always just think of it as a gig. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, because it's not all the gigs around, really. And I've, I've tried to, I've tried to do my own solo tours, but like the numbers are so small, and people are so reluctant to take it unless you're telly. Um, so I just keep doing them, um, yeah. and they're they are great gigs. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think. I think particularly on Neil's tour, Neil Delamere, because yeah. I've, support, I've supported him on a number of tours. It's like like five tours or something. Yeah, like that, isn't it? I didn't realise it was that, that many, because it's uh, yeah, always I, just like, oh yeah, I'll totally do it again. I, I knew that um, you supported him a lot, and then I, but, and, because we were talking about as well, you're doing, you're on one again now. Yeah, yeah, we just started one on the 27th of December. Yeah, yeah um, which is why we're recording this in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> you're on tour in your green room. <laughs> yeah, you could have come to Westport. All you had to do was ask Alan. <laughs> yeah. So you've seen us the tickets are paid for. We said we'll do. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so this is yeah five. This yeah, is, it's been the, five. Yeah, this, this is the fifth one. Tour five. Yeah, right. and I mean it's only now I'm thinking. God, maybe I. The only thing I feel that makes me resistant about supports is I sometimes feel that maybe I need to step aside uh, to let other people come through oh, that's okay. the only bit of guilt I right feel. because i think what happened was when i like i started maybe 2008 and around that time there was kind of this direct route you know you just kind of go oh well this is what you need to do to be a touring comedian in ireland you know right. yeah. you, you start to headline then you start to do tellies and then you yeah. you do you go into vicar street and then from that you you can tour around the country because it's yeah. you know if you're a dublin comic you'll sell tickets in dublin yeah and then but you make the money going around the country because you can't just live off one Dublin gig right. a year. Yeah. So and that then, was yeah. always the plan. Like, right. But then I suppose as soon as I got to the level where I started to do tellies, <laughs> everything just got cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I actually felt like I was starting to kill TV shows because er, like for the panel, just as I get on the panel, yeah. uh, that was the last season. It was your fault. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, Neil Delamere <laughs> blames me. He's like, I would still be on a really big show if it wasn't if they didn't hire you. Because it happened with the Lucy Kennedy show. Right. Uh, they, that probably as wasn't soon as I was booked to do a second one of them, they're like, it's finishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the level of guest, yeah. it's over. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I suppose I got, I, I'm kind of stuck on that a certain level. So it's... I think it's just a slower build to... Yeah. And I, I don't think it's any harm to be going around the country doing... Uh, to have that work ethic as well. Because, I mean, with Neil's tour, you... I have to come in with a new half hour every year. Yeah. Um, it's probably gotten to the stage now where, where Delamere's fans are now almost expecting to see you. I mean, Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. There's like, is Garros coming back? I get, I get it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, which is, that's brilliant. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. But... It's better than, oh, not Garros again. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we just get <laughs> I, I do sometimes wait for that because, like, I am like that with the support act. When you go and see someone, you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, um, yeah so I do it. understand that feeling because it does happen. Like when you walk out at the start of a support gig, yeah. everyone goes, "Oh, we forgot that." Yeah, <laughs> go on then. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah, yeah, let's see what this is going to be yeah. like. <laughs> um and. Uh, 
Joan Rivers was another one. Yeah, that was cool. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, was that, that was that Vicker was really. Street, was it? No. Uh, yeah, I did Vicker Street and I did um, Brighton. She so was it was a two, two dates. Brighton. Uh, yeah, it was two dates in Dublin and one date in right. uh, in Brighton. And right. what was it? What was it like? It's amazing. Yeah, like she she was just so great. Like she had this. Um, she wasn't anything like the abrasive sort of character that you. Yeah. I mean, she was to some, but just as long as it was funny. Right. You know? Okay. I mean, she was always on and she always felt that it was her job right. to entertain and to chat, no matter how small the group was. Yeah. Um, and she was like, she was just hysterical. Really? You yeah. know? Yeah. It was really uh, like, I, she, I used, I sat with her a couple of times when she was getting makeup done, you know? Okay. And she would just be talking about, you know, so tell me what's, okay, so what's the international like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was telling her about my career and she was telling me about her career. Yeah. <laughs> and we decided they were very different. <laughs> what's the international like? What's Carnegie Hall like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it like being on Johnny Carson? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was brilliant. Like, and, th- and that's the sad podcast story uh, is that uh, she was about to do a tour just before she died. Right. And I, uh, when I was in Barcelona with my friends, uh, they kind of convinced me to ask uh, if she would be on the podcast. Right. So, uh, so I did when I was over there and had a glass of wine, I was like, I'm going to send the email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send the email because I've been in yeah. touch with them since. Mm. Uh, but I just always felt it would be, I don't know. I, I'm bad at asking for stuff, you know? Yeah. So I just thought, okay. And, and one of my friends just said, well, like, how bad could it be if they yeah. just go no it's like exactly, well yeah. they'll say no in a this is really obvious of course she's not gonna do the podcast <laughs> <laughs> sort of way um, so I just thought feck it what have I to lose and I emailed and almost immediately got this yeah totally do you want to do it by phone uh, really? or do you want to do it in person so of course I said oh I'll do it in person yeah uh, and she, they were like okay she's on tour in October uh-huh. um, but yeah so then she died uh-huh. which was Shit. Yeah. But then the thing about it is, um, uh, is it always sounds like a, you totally made that up. Yeah, She yeah, wasn't going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't get proof She now. just can't get proof. Well, yeah. her assistant is alive and I have the email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed really hard working though. Like she would do, you know, things like that for, especially someone yeah, that she yeah. knows, you know. Yeah, no, she she really was like her, um, I was I was astonished by how hard she worked. Yeah, and particularly yeah. when, when I saw her in Brighton because I'd seen the show, her opening shows of the tour were at the Vicar Streets and I went over about two weeks later to do Brighton and there was a new 45 minutes in the show wow. which was one thing that's yeah um, she also she was filming the reality series okay yeah yeah uh, while she was doing that tour yeah so she'd been filming from 9 o'clock in the morning then they came to Brighton they did the show and then straight after the show they started filming again Wow. Uh, and we didn't get out there till two o'clock in the morning and I was in the corner like snoozing <laughs> and <clears throat> they wheeled out curry like at about 12 o'clock and all the crew and everyone had, you know, this plate of curry. And she ate hers standing up. Right. Because she was, she was yeah. just like, yeah, I'm not going to sit down because otherwise I'll, you know. Fall asleep. Fall asleep. Jeez. Yeah. She was, she was so like, impressed. She was pretty yeah. old as well. Like, what, like, yeah, she was 79 then. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. To be still working that much at that age. Like, yeah. And she, I think she always just felt that she had to keep going. Because I think she'd lost all her money in the yeah. 80s or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she, like, so her husband killed himself. She was bankrupt. And. She just felt always afraid of that happening again, you know. Right. Okay. So yeah, she was impressive. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. impressive. Like I, I remember, like I saw her on. Um, she was on Louis, I think, wasn't it, Louis? Yeah, yeah. And, but she's like, they were kind of holding her up as this kind of god, like you know. And then, yeah. And then she was kind of giving <clears throat> advice to all the comedians and stuff. It's interesting to see, like, to see Louis C.K. getting advice. It's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, but then she's the kind of person who could. Uh, yeah, I and my favorite thing about her was the. <clears throat> The thing she did in Baker Street, it was just, I thought, oh, God, that's so classy. Where, where When she walked on the stage uh, and everyone gave her a standing ovation yeah. and she got really annoyed. She's like, sit the fuck down. That means <laughs> nothing at the start. <laughs> like, it's just like, wow, you're alive. <laughs> you know, but, uh, and then like she was, she like, she ripped it. Like she was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You know? um, did you watch the show three times? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was really weird because uh, I was sitting, I was just sitting on that stairs in Vicar Street. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I always think it's interesting to talk to comics when they come off. Right. I always like to see that, you know, yeah. when they're doing big shows. Even Neil, like who I've seen loads of times. Yeah. Uh, you know, they always come off stage so blasé about having just done these really big gigs. Yeah. Uh, so I always like to watch that moment. But uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting to see her. Like, yeah. she was just like, huh. 
A lot of comedians <laughs> do different things. Like I, I've seen, obviously, seen a lot of comedians come off stage as well. A lot of like you'd see them, you know, definitely when you know this, it's the same audience. So you go out and do your support slot. You're like twenty minutes. It's like it's kind of a bit of a hard graph. People are laughing a bit, but you're like it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Then they go out and do an hour and a half. Everybody's literally like lifting the roof, like they're just in yeah. tears laughing. And then they walk off stage and they're like. They just write down, oh yeah, that was funny. I'll remember that for next time. Yeah. Will we, <laughs> will like, we go get chips? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so impressive. Yeah. And I feel that that's the thing about supports as well that sometimes can be a bit depressing is that you, no matter how good you do, yeah. you know, and there's definitely been gigs where I've come and go, follow that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously they do yeah. <laughs> very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so but of that, course, it's their audience. It, of course, it's the, yeah, so their audience. The thing, you and, you know, their and name is on the ticket. Their name is on the ticket. And you also get that, um, yeah, exactly. They're just, you know, you're just borrowing their audience. And it, it can you can lull you into a false sense of security, yeah. you know, that, you, you know, you rip a gig somewhere, you go, well, book a gig in Tullamore <laughs> because I think you'll be pretty impressed. <laughs> it's like 15 people, we are going. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I did I did a gig with uh, Jason Byrne one time and you know that he's fairly improvisational like he's yeah. riffy like and he he ripped it up as usual and uh, it was in Galway and he came back and took two posters off the wall and turned around eight three posters and started writing down all the bits that were really funny oh yeah as if he was going to like oh that was a funny idea I'll, maybe I'll use that story yeah again. yeah and then he was like there was one really funny bit remember I said it after this and I'd been watching the show and he was like can you remember what that was and I was like. No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and he's really like, and he, he really wanted to remember it because he's like, that was the best bit of the whole night. That was the biggest laugh. And yeah. neither of us could remember. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> this is partially my fault that oh. this isn't going to turn into a piece of material. I know. <laughs> like those gigs where you're just trying stuff out are just mm. the, I just love those gigs. Yeah. You know, like I, I try to do like, a, you know, those Edinburgh previews in the inter every year where you do like a week of, mm. Mm. of just trying to bash stuff together or or just taking stuff that already works and just slowing it down yeah just to see what else you think of and then recording them yeah um because they're the best gigs like yeah oh definitely you know do you, do yeah. you record every show like well if you're working stuff out do you yeah i'm working to do yeah on your yeah. phone and I, i'm like gonna that. start recording the supports on on this tour because i'm i'm, I'm doing neil's tour a different way this year and that uh you're headlining like, yeah <laughs> exactly sounds great I am gone on last because as my mom says when is it your turn to go on last <laughs> I mean you've, you've been Did doing enough with him then yeah yeah she's like what I mean surely <laughs> at this stage I agree <laughs> but um, in that I always used to just hammer the same 25 into shape over the course of a tour right because I had a job at the same time and mm. I was doing I was touring and doing a 9 to 5 and it was just I was just barely getting by right. with everything. But now, because I've got more time, uh, what I want to be able to do is to take a bit of material and go, okay, now that's working, dump it. Drop something else in and, yeah. and start to work it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to start recording them then on this tour. Cool, uh, okay. So that'll be interesting. But yeah. it's horrible. I can't listen. It's so hard to listen back. I listen <laughs> back every day in Edinburgh and yeah. you come back with such self-loathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you spend uh, like hours, you know, editing your own podcast as well. I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. And you become so, so critical. Yeah. So, oh my God, so critical. Like Everybody's their own best critic. So. Yeah. And you get into that loop of record it, don't even listen to it, delete it, record it again. <laughs> and you can do this three or four times and then say, hey, yeah. <laughs> There's other things to do today. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's probably good enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it it was 2008 when you started, right? I I was I was trying to remember when we first met. Um, yeah. I remember when I first saw you. I think was in. I think I, the first time I saw you was in the final of So You Think You're Funny in Edinburgh. Oh, really? In 2008. Oh God, yeah. Um, you were in the final. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I think I first saw you. Because oh, um, yeah. I was, I had been there like two years previous to you okay yeah so i was like a veteran at that stage you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this guy does <laughs> i was yeah. like oh this guy yeah um i get so depressed when i think about that final because when you think of the people that were in the final and what they're doing now <laughs> who was like in your there final? was sean walsh really uh, sarah pasco okay josh whittacombe really daniel sloss <laughs> okay yeah basically anyone that's doing really well right now was in that final <laughs> right interesting uh there was somebody else as well i can't remember who and none of them won yeah that's the thing because in my final um, as well the guy who won i haven't heard of since 
And oh, right. he kind of got in on like a wildcard thing and like he didn't win his semi-final. Oh, right. Um, and so I was like, he shouldn't even be in the final, but whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely. I won my semi-final. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, but he ended up winning it and I haven't heard from him since. Like I, yeah. I haven't seen him do anything. But then the other people in the final were like Hannah Gadsby. Who, oh, wow. Yeah, like she's now huge. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, Ginger and Black were in it. Uh, Holly Walsh. Oh, wow. So there were some great people, you know. Um why are we huge? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody yeah. dropped the ball there. I don't feel it was me. <laughs> but then if you go back further, I mean, the year David O'Doherty won. Yeah. I think he, did he beat Russell Brand, Jimmy Carr? Like these, like these kind of wow, people. Wow, really? Were, Peter Kay. Like, you know. Yes. The people in these finals are, you know, the big yeah. names and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, when you go back, because I mean, I think it was, didn't Peter Kay win and Tommy Tiernan came second and. Oh, is that what it was? That, yeah. The, the, yeah. I think that was before David O'Doherty. Yeah, it was before, yeah. Yeah, God. I know. And then Tommy Tierney came back a couple years later and won the whole, you know, the, the Perrier or whatever. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, don't know, like, Edinburgh's so... Oh, God, it's the, it's the bizarrest thing. Yeah. There's no other <clears throat> industry that would have something like Edinburgh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would you compare something like... South, South, South by Southwest or something like that? South by Southwest for music. Maybe. I don't know, but... Edinburgh is so have you been to Edinburgh it's like no there's like a hundred shows every hour or something like that mm. <laughs> it's crazy it's, it's crazy it's like it is there, is it like a thousand shows a day or it's oh it's re- more it's than that maybe. ridiculous what? It's, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's, it's because every like room in the city turns into a venue and there's just so much stuff happening it's, it is nuts like. and it's definitely something that outstays it's welcome yeah but the I, end of the month I think yeah. the last week of the Edinburgh Festival they're the most intensely yeah uh, depressing piece <laughs> when you're walking to do your show and you see kids in school uniforms yeah that's there's yeah. something in the right. eyes yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's, it's like, much quieter by then as well this should have finished yeah. 10 days ago yeah. i mean yeah. there's different ways to do it depending on what you want if you want to try and get the cheap and the free tickets you go in the first week yeah. when everybody's doing previews if you want probably the best week is probably the second week yeah because yeah, people still have energy and now yeah. they think this is the best the show can be yeah yeah and then people start to get tired after that and the show's probably weighing a little bit because of it yeah um but maybe it's, the very um, last night people are like they're no. bollocks but they're like <laughs> no really no everybody told me this you have to do the last night of edinburgh because the last night i think is usually the monday right okay and Everybody said, oh, the Monday gigs are brilliant. Really? You're going to love it. It's going <laughs> to do it. And I'd, I hadn't done, I'd only done Edinburgh twice, like, but I hadn't done it the previous time. So I said, okay, this year I'm going to stick around and go and do the Monday. It was the worst show <laughs> of the run. Okay. And like, <laughs> I was furious yeah. for having to do the show going, I cannot believe, I can't believe they told me this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is bullshit. Uh, and it was awful. And I think 45 minutes into it, I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah, you've been grand. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever in the middle of a gig gone, oh, fuck this? <laughs> yeah, really? The last, the last show in Edinburgh. <laughs> that was, look at my face. Look at, look at how furious I am. I think it was 40 minutes. I was like, yeah, clearly you're not into this, so bye. <laughs> Jesus. What was your lowest audience count at lowest audience? Oh, my lowest audience count was maybe seven. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. As Edinburgh yeah. goes. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing it to one or two people. Wow. Well, I did... Oh, God. No. I did have to cancel a show this year. Okay. I cancelled a Monday. And this... On the subject of recording, right? <laughs> this... I always started the recorder <laughs> before the audience came in, obviously. Okay. So I would set up the room, start the recorder, and then we'd all just go around our business <laughs> until the show started. And on the recording, <laughs> I have my agent coming in and being... Uh, girl... There's just, there's nobody here. So we're going to cancel. And don't take it too badly. What you should do is you should try and go and see a show that you didn't think you'd be able to see. (laughs) And I was just like, it's grand. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I have that recording. (laughs) It's like, what's your lowest point in Edinburgh? Have a listen. (laughs) (laughs) You should have that on your podcast somehow. Maybe interview your agent on the podcast and play that recording. (laughs) Yeah. And she was so... She was really cool about it, but I was like, no, seriously, it's grand. I'm grand. Well, maybe that's like less sad than, you know, turning on the recording, hearing the steps walk away, and then like 20 minutes later, hearing steps come back and just turning it off again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's like less. (laughs) At least 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 having the story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure by the time time, uh, it comes for people our age to like be writing autobiographies, 
like yes. the proper age when we're in our 80s there'll be multimedia yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. have a listen <laughs> yeah I really I really feel bad for like the biographers of the future when the amount of shit imagine going through somebody's entire Twitter yeah the feed. verification yeah, yeah. 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 anyone can verify it yeah, yeah. the fact checkers are going to have some job yeah yeah I mean no not so Edinburgh just for people like me who aren't 100% sure is it like a big industry showcase it's the capital of Scotland <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where that was. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's, a, it's a big industry showcase. No, well, yeah. kind well, yeah. of. And like, how, how how do you get through the, if you're saying there's like a thousand shows a day? There's like, there's like basically a phone book catalogue. And how do you step out? Like if, you know, how does anyone get seen if there's so many people? Uh, that's the big I question. Know, you see. Everybody's flyering, first of all. Yeah. Like the whole, everybody's flyering all the time and the flyers everywhere. And I, do you know what? I would really love to do the experiment of going and not flyering. Interesting. And seeing if it works. Does it make a difference? Yeah. I don't know whether it does. I mean, if you're a really big comedian, people have like billboards and you know, yeah. ads yeah. everywhere. And that yeah. just, actually, one just reminded me of a story. Do you know the comedian uh, Tim Vine? Yeah. And there's an, he's got, um, he's got like a kind of, I don't know, a rivalry with another comedian. And I can't remember who it is now. Oh. But there was Skirt. one. <laughs> it's Garoad, yeah. Um, I can't believe you brought him up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm done. There was Mike a year that thrown on floor. <laughs> there was something. There was I can't remember what it was. It was an argument or something. But Tim Vine and this other guy were something was happening about Edinburgh, and the other guy was going to Edinburgh this year, and Tim Vine wasn't. And Tim Vine apparently heard that this guy was getting this this billboard just off the Royal Mile, like this great billboard to get. Very expensive, but great to get because everybody walks down that way and sees it. And Tim Vine bought the billboard and was like, Tim Vine is not at the festival this year. Huge splash. And I saw this thing because the other guy apparently wanted the billboard. Jesus. I mean, that's... Oh. That kind of shows the competition in <laughs> the competitive nature of... <laughs> yeah. But it's very funny as well. <laughs> it's bizarre. Like, I, I, I tend not to feel in competition over there. And then I kind of feel mm. bad that I'm not... I mean, everybody's there anyway, you so... Know, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I love doing a show every day and getting it, making a show get better. Yeah. Like, working a show. Yeah. Um, and then doing it to audiences where you... Like, my favourite sort of gig is an audience where you go in and they're going, oh, God, this is going to be desperate, and then you have a great gig. Right. Like, that's my favourite sort of gig. Yeah. Because... Um, and you get loads of them in Edinburgh. Yeah. Because you're... Um, like, my time slot last year was the same as lots of big comedians so a lot of my audiences were the people that couldn't get tickets was to, that like evening kind of uh, yeah it was I think it was quarter past seven right, yeah. 7.45 or something and where were you what, which uh, venue I was, I was in the Gilded Balloon right. well it was a Gilded Balloon room but it was in the Pleasant Stone oh yeah which made it a little bit confusing yeah but um, yeah a lot of the audiences were you know if I, I would say like well sorry you all couldn't get tickets to Edburn <laughs> 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 but um, and they would go yeah, yeah. we didn't <laughs> <laughs> that's very true <laughs> um, yeah yeah so I don't know it is kind of hard to explain I suppose if you try and imagine it in Dublin right but it's it's bigger right but every single venue including things like yeah. schools and colleges and rooms like it's like say Vicar Street right that would have say Edburn or someone right yeah but it doesn't just have, it's not like Ed Burns and Vicar Street. It's, there's a different show every hour. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So it's happening all day. So from like, what, 12 o'clock in the day, it starts probably. Also, it's a thing that makes an awful lot of money for Edinburgh. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's huge it's, tourist It's thing. a massive industry. The amount yeah. of people that go to Edinburgh um, for the festival is enormous. You know? Yeah. It takes yeah. over the whole city. Everywhere is it's such an amazing fringe. city to have it in. It's a beautiful well. city. I was only there for the first time last year. It's beautiful, yeah. But like, I, I imagine it would be such a cool festival to go to yeah oh yeah oh, that's know. great yeah and also just because like such huge comedians go there and they're yeah. just kind of walking around yeah and you see them and stuff you know it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah it is yeah yeah i was there <laughs> i was there one year one of my favorite edinburgh stories is um i was just walking i, I lived there one summer and i was walking home and i bumped into david Doherty and he was with dimitri martin oh wow like, here oh this is he said um uh this is alan bennett i was telling you about him earlier and he told him like a few of my jokes i was like Dimitri Martin knows some of my jokes. That's oh pretty my cool. God. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He was doing a gig in the um the underbelly, the underbelly that year. Oh wow. And uh, it was brilliant. That I don't I don't know how he does what he does. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah, he's amazing, yeah. Yeah. yeah he had everything going on here. And he was playing guitar, playing harmonica, he had bells under his feet, he was telling jokes, and he was doing shadow puppets. <laughs> I was like, okay, just <laughs> I actually rem- <laughs> just, I, I remember being asked what my favourite joke was. Oh right. Uh, and I remember saying it, it was a Dimitri Martin Which joke. Which one? 
uh, it was uh, the employee of the month as an example of how you can be a winner and a loser at the same time. <laughs> Which I just think that is absolutely amazing. It's, yeah, he's... But I think whatever happened was, uh, in the article, other comedians had given their own favourite joke. Right. And I got two texts saying that's a Dimitri Martin joke. Oh, right, <laughs> I right, like, right. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's just my favourite joke. Like, right, right. So I think they'd ask people for different things. Okay, right. Uh, yeah, that was awful. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, God, that that's happens. a big thing, isn't it? it yeah, in, in comedy, it is. But it does happen it without does. It, like, accidentally, like ac- absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's so many comedians, they're all thinking of jokes, yeah. and they're all consuming the same media all the yeah, time, you yeah. know. So you, you, stuff happens. Yeah, stuff does <laughs> you know? happen. Do you ever be at a gig and you hear someone else's joke and you think, oh, "Fuck, I wish I had thought of that." Yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, oh, it happened. Yeah, and also it happens where I've I've been at a few gigs where the comedian has said a joke. And then somebody in the audience shouts the name of the comedian that originally did a joke. Oh, really? Oh, really? And it's the most awkward thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but people should do that, though. Yeah, but sometimes the comedian definitely doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If the joke is, like, really, really famous. I mean, you know, if you're, like, an Irish comedian yeah. and it's a Tommy Tiernan joke or something, you probably can't get away with it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. But if it's, you know, if Louis, somebody... Louis C.K. and Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah, well, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. Dan Cook from lots of people, like. Yeah. Well, know. he had a big specific one with Lucy yeah, yeah, yeah. about naming his children yeah. after Transformers or something like that. Right. And uh, but they made up. The, did you see the Louis episode? Yeah, there? it's brilliant. Did yeah, you yeah. see that? No. Dan Cook on Louis, and Louis brings it up on the episode because it was a huge thing. It, it was. was yeah. Dan Cook huge. was like totally vilified, um, but apparently he didn't had no idea as well. You should watch. Yeah, I could definitely see how that could happen. <clears throat> it can happen. It can. It definitely does happen. I, I, I mean, I wrote some jokes that other people had done very similar ones too. Yeah, but it just yeah, it does it does happen. But I suppose the, um, yeah, I mean, if somebody said it, like, just drop it. I just yeah, that's the same. You know, I, that's I, what I, I just to go. You, you, you drop it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think comedian like we're our harshest critics. I think. Yeah. So I think that when something like that happens, then we're very harsh on the other part. On the, you know, like if somebody does something, then you kind of go, what is he doing? You yeah, know, so yeah, you immediately, you, you tell them. Yeah, of course. But I, it just, I think it just, it just happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same as musicians kind of being said, you know. Sam Smith. That's, yeah, that song sounds <laughs> like, well, that's clearly just yeah. totally ripped off. But, you know, like <clears throat> artists like, you know, Pharrell or whoever saying, oh, that sounds like a Marvin Gaye song yeah. or whatever. But, you know, it's, so like, it's, just a, it's just a progression. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, there's there's so much, mm. it's hard not to. But like, yeah. same type of idea. Yeah, yeah and it does, uh, it does happen. I actually heard a song, a really popular song recently. Uh, and the there was this artist years and years ago right. who was little known. And I was like, that's the same backing track. Really? Oh, I saw one of these things. Do you know who, do you remember who it was? Are you afraid to say yeah, it because say. okay, yeah, I saw one right down here. <coughs> <laughs> there was one where yeah, there's a very popular song now, and some guy apparently, some like he's almost like just like one of these people that put make songs and puts them up himself kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what it was? It was Taylor Swift. I can't remember the song, but he was basically claiming that he came up with one of her like most popular songs, and then was like putting up all this stuff on on online and just saying like, look, it's the same thing. Now I couldn't really see the similarity to be honest, but um, yeah, he was claiming that Taylor Swift just like stole his whole song. Oh wow! I, I think I don't think he got anything out of it. I think he was probably hoping for more hopeful than. Uh, but yeah, it does happen. I mean, it's yeah. very hard to come up with something completely original. Yeah. How often does it happen? Yeah. You know, barely ever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah, you don't want you don't want somebody taking the shortcut either, though. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I get really. Yeah, I've no. Pain. I say as a comedian, it would drive you up the wall. Oh, yeah. it would drive me insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone talk, took your words. Out of your yeah. mouth, like they're my know. words, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my words are like my kids. Yeah, That's I do them in that order. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with being original. Like when I was doing it, it as like yeah. making sure nobody has done something similar. And yeah, and you can only do that for so long. And then sometimes you feel even a word that you don't normally use is you know like just a, out of your own voice, like kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think it does stand out. Like I think comedians are their harshest critics, so they will be. Yeah, I think I like that kind of honor among thieves thing as well. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of that in comedy. Like, I mean, the problem it's rare. with some people getting too big too fast, and they're they go from being like a 20 minute guy to having to do a new hour every year or something like that. Yeah, that's they, pressure. Like, it's that's, a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I sometimes think that's the sad thing about Ireland is that because Ireland's so small, there's that pressure on to you. You, you know, you're working something out, and then you realize you've played all the places that you're ever going to do that joke while you were working it out. So by the time you actually have it 
working, yeah. it's kind of well, you kind of start thinking about saying goodbye to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and are you are you uh, doing a lot in the UK or? No, I, I don't do anything really. All right. um, I'm doing some support for, for Sarah Millican. Oh yes, um, yeah. so be big I've gigs, done them before. Yeah, they're big gigs, yeah. uh, and I did the John Rivers stuff, and I've done a handful of gigs, but nothing. <clears> I never, I hadn't pursued it because I had a day job, and I felt that yeah. I was just barely keeping my head above water right. by uh, continuously gigging here as well as that. But in the new year, hopefully, well, this is new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get on a carol. <laughs> in 2017. Yeah. I'll yeah. Get, I'll yeah. Get That's so, a great excuse for the end of a year, but not for the yeah, start yeah, of the year. Yeah, <laughs> Change it up. <laughs> it's January. Um, yeah, this year, hopefully, I'll start to do, uh, I'll just do open spots and just see who'll have me. I mean, hopefully, stuff will come. Like, but um, yeah. yeah, I want to, I want, I definitely want to do more because, I mean, there is this big comedy clear out, I think, in Ireland. Like, a lot of yeah, great I comedians that, like, are. Chris are Kent and, and Ella Turner are in, in the UK mm. now. Yeah. They're two great comedians. Yeah. Is, you know. Um, and they're people, I think, that the scene, you feel their absence, definitely. Right, yeah. Uh, because you're getting more gigs. <laughs> is, is that why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay where you are, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think Chris and Eleanor are two of the best comedians that Ireland has produced, I think, in a long time. I, yeah. think, they're, I think they're brilliant. Like, Yeah. They are, uh, they're and also, I think that they haven't... Uh, had the breakthrough. They haven't had the breaks. Yeah. You know, they really, because I think that the scene froze uh, around, you know, 2009, 2010. Yeah, around when um, I stopped. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> that makes sense. You're like, yeah. I'm going to leave this as it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think that happened. I think, and I think it was due to telly. Right. You know, uh, the, telly kind of fell apart nobody was pushing through to the next level and everyone just got stuck where they are right um like me eleanor chris yeah uh, we all got stuck at the support level i suppose right uh you know headline the clubs supports on tours and, yeah and nobody really pushed beyond that yeah um, yeah yeah and i but and i think that then that made it harder for other people coming up so you've like the the scene is all it's backed up a little bit you know like there's brilliant comedians doing really well yeah um, you know, like da- Danny O'Brien, he's doing he's doing like all the festivals. Roy O'Hanlon's doing really well. You know, Alison um, Spittle's doing great. Alison Spittle yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, she is. I saw her show uh, Discovers Hawaii. Yeah, that's on now again. In uh, oh yeah, for, first fortnight, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go see it. Yeah, that was. I just think that was one of those shows. You know, every so often, like you stand-up comedians do something that really special. Yeah. Like, like Eleanor Tiernan's National Therapy Project. Yeah, I never got to see that. That was... I was supposed to go and then I missed it. I hope she does yeah. it again. I'd say she will. Yeah, because it was supposed to be great. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was just brilliant. Like, every, I think every so often stand-ups do, like, really special shows. Yeah. And, like, they are too... Right. You know, they set... What is it? They make... They give the give the profession a good name. Right. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, was, I mean... I, I, I still can't really remember when we first met. It was probably through Maeve. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. we both obviously toured. I up. think actually I did a show in uh, the college in Limerick. Yeah, you did. But did we not meet before that? No, I think that was. Really? Yeah. Oh. With Josie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Um, uh, Maeve and Josie Long. That was the gig we ran, the Schnitzel gig. Yeah, I think there was something during the day. In the, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was. It was, it was Rag Week, so we had a comedy tent during the day, and then Josie was on that night, and then we had a rave afterwards. Yeah, because I remember Josie gave me a gluten free brownie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said she said it was gluten free. Did she? Is that what it was? Total hipster. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rave. Gluten free, you say? <laughs> yeah, I remember because we have pictures of Josie with like neon face paint on and glow sticks and all because it was a rave on after her gig. Oh right, and she was in on the dance floor like. Um, yeah, that was that was cool. cool. Um, so uh, let's talk about your podcast. My podcast, yeah. Which well, my podcast is called Fascinated. Yeah, um, and I've done I, I do it in little batches. Yeah, because it was just with work as well. It was just really crazy hard to keep it going. So I have a new batch coming out now, yeah. uh, and all the old batches are on Headstuff. They're all going to be on Headstuff. They're all on Headstuff. The new ones are going to be hosted on, on Headstuff. Yeah. The Headstuff Podcast Network. Headstuff Podcast <laughs> Network. As we're calling it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get this episode up today. And then we're going <laughs> to... I won't say what and day it is. boring, so I'm uh, holding oh, my yeah. head here. <laughs> and, then, and then that'll be out tomorrow. Yeah. 
And uh, who's who's the guest? The guest is Nina Conti. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, uh, yeah it is very exciting. Yeah, she's, she's great. Oh God, she's brilliant. I I I've always had this thing about ventriloquism though. Yeah, uh, I used to go and see uh, my my friends Kevin John. Uh, I used to always drag them to gigs. They did not want to go to really yeah <laughs> so many of my friends have been dragged to terrible gigs there's really? a, there was a few that they left me on my own for right. uh, <laughs> dina carroll in the point depot oh, okay. i flew solo <laughs> i don't know what that, uh, what that is <laughs> you, oh god do you remember dina carroll dina carroll no sorry is, this, is who what type of thing is it <laughs> she had that song Thorny for tonight, don't be a stranger no no it sounds great, though. It sounds really good. <laughs> well, anyway, nobody, <laughs> nobody would come with me to that game. I understand that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I dragged them to Alicia's attic. Uh, yep. But anyway, are you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Sorry. This isn't the place for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's garoti has got all these people in their own. <laughs> yeah. But the podcasts um, are great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I used to do, I dragged them to see a couple of ventriloquists because I've always right. had this thing about ventriloquism and right. uh, and one of them was actually Nina Conti. Okay, um, and she's just brilliant. Um, They're not always great. She is great. Um, isn't there another? One? Isn't there an American one? Oh, there are, ventriloquism can be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just I have this thing that I just always believe it. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it, like the problem How is, is this me. Happening? Yeah. The pro- yeah, the problem's me definitely. Okay, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't remember the name now, but there's this massive American comedian who's Jeff Dunham. Is that his name? Is he terrible? No, yes. I, no, he's pretty big. Like I don't know his act, but I think there's somebody that's terrible. Anyway. He's a huge uh, ventriloquism guy. Yeah, isn't yeah, he? and David Strassman as well. He uh, he has played here a couple of times as well. Is he good? Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go and see him now. Right. Okay. But at the time, I did really like him. Okay. But, I mean, I think though that's the problem with Nina Conti is that she's so good. Yeah. She. I think she sets the bar for everyone else. Yeah, you know? she is really, really uh, good. Yeah. It's one of those things, unless you're amazing, you're terrible. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of... It's... Well, I was saying on the podcast, I think it's a bit like opera in that you have to be amazing at one thing to even attempt to get something across. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think she's brilliant. And to be able to do it while making people laugh and also, you know, being on the spot, you know, that's like two personalities you're doing. You're doing yourself yeah. and something else. It's really difficult. And also, do. she really fades into the background. You know, in her show, yeah, she, the, yeah. she's really good at, particularly when she has the people from the audience up and stuff. And they get I the, mean, the mouth things. Yeah, yeah. she puts the, the mask on them. And she really pushes herself right back, mm. you know, uh, and yet is so uh, in control of everything. Like she's yeah. absolutely brilliant. She is great. Mm. So, yeah, I listened to that that uh, episode and... Um, it's great. It's Sneak really, preview. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's a really good episode. Uh, oh, thanks. It's just, it's a great interview with, with, yeah, one of the best comedians working. Like, yeah, you know? she's, she's, she's amazing. Like, she really is. And I'm really, I'm really excited about the second one as well, because uh, I'm putting that together at the moment. Uh, Ms. Marcella Detroit. Oh yeah, so you were saying? Uh, yeah. You don't know her. <laughs> I know, but you were telling me it sounds great. You were telling me it sounds great. Uh, she was part of Shakespeare's sister. Yeah. Uh, no, you told me all this the other day, and I didn't know who they were, but I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still. Uh, but now I know. Any clearer. Now I know. <laughs> but she, uh, she lives in Los Angeles, and she's producing uh, her own records, and she, okay. she's a really accomplished songwriter under another name because right. her other name is Marcy Levy. Right. Uh, and she has written, she wrote Lay Down Sally for Eric Clapton, and she's written loads of other really um, well-known songs. Right. Um, and she was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so cool. She's got, and her, she's got a new album, actually. And that was how we discovered her, because me and one of my friends, we were in Los Angeles, and uh, I was just flicking through iTunes. I was like, Marcella Detroit has a new album. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we love her. She was brilliant. And we had it on the car, and we're like, God, this is really good. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it was, again, one of my friends, because I get, I rub all my ideas. I was like, you should try and get her for your podcast. Yeah. And then I did, and it worked Amazing. out. Amazing. Yeah, she's cool. She's really cool. You've had a lot of people like that that are kind of these great song producers. Like, like in the previous episode, Mike Stock was your most recent. Yeah, one. yeah. The stuff he's, I mean, he's had, yeah. what was it? Like a hundred top. Well, yeah, he's had some ridiculous amount of number ones. And yeah. It's you know, uh, and he's knocked himself off the top of the charts a couple of times. You know, it's just he ridiculous was, stuff. Yeah, he was really impressive. Like, and he just got it was. Uh, he discovered Kylie Minogue because yeah, wrote, you know. So, um, and he, it's interesting because I think in the podcast he was talking about how he, when she was in the studio, he was kind of like, 
Yeah, I don't think she's glamorous enough. Yeah, the way he was like describing her was like she was there with big bottle, coke bottle glasses on or something. Yeah, and she yeah. Was knitting. She was just like knitting, while <laughs> right. recording the song and stuff. And she was, he's like, I don't, I don't know. The way that, yeah, yeah, the way the story was was told on on the on the podcast was that um, they didn't have time to see her, and but she was downstairs, so they wrote a song for her really quickly. Was it? Yeah. That, what happened was, I think she'd had a hit in Australia or something, and then they brought her over to work with Stock Aiken and Waterman who I think at that time they had five studios working 24 hours yeah. a day just yeah. churning out hits amazing uh, and she was supposed to have this appointment and they were like this isn't like we don't have time we don't have time and uh, then she just on the last day before she flew back to Australia I think she sat in the waiting room right and just said well I'm you know I'm just waiting and, just, and, Mike and, said, and they were like we should oh, go and see her just so we're not rude her, like, just because yeah. this is really rude so they just made a demo with her and then that but turned before out they be went the, to see her didn't they say let's write something quickly for her and oh wrote, yeah it wasn't written yeah, yeah it wasn't and they wrote and I, it, I should feel so lucky that's all yeah. oh really <laughs> yeah and, it, and the whole idea was well you know she thinks she's going to work with us she should be so lucky yeah and then that's what they Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And then she recorded it in 40 minutes. And then. Yeah. And then went got on a plane home and was like, I'm never working with those people again. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It's, Unbelievable. Yeah. But I think I think stories like that are great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah. That's the awful thing I think about Better celebrity than the song. is that there's this, you know, you, you're either hot or you're not. Yeah. And then if you're not, it's like, well, nobody's interested. And I think the people that are kind of wear hot and are maybe on the not queue now are. They're way more interesting. Yeah, they have yeah. much better stories than the people who are, yeah. you know, trying to sell a book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and also they're easier to get. So I mean, that. Helps. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, or not but. so, or not so, <laughs> in the case of Dempsey and Megpiece. Yes, yes. <laughs> but look, I'm sure you'll get Ian Dempsey soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I just got off that thing of of what he's responsible for. Fifty four top ten hits. 18 number one hits worldwide wow, and over 100 top 40 hits yeah it's ridiculous isn't it it's ridiculous like it really yeah, yeah. and and then like his ethos at the time like he, he said at the time they weren't cool they were you know people hated them like when they w- went up to collect their Ivan Novello award yeah he, um, they were booed yeah they were, you know um, for being stock churner churner song churner yeah things. oh really Mm. Yeah, like people, they weren't they weren't cool at the time. People mm. hated them. Yeah, um, and so he they were always felt like they were booking the trend. Yeah, um, and now he kind of feels well. He thinks that music should always have been in the hands of the music fans. So he's uh, what he wants to do is he wants to produce these um, crowdfunded albums right. of people that you know fans want to hear from again. Okay, so um, cool. Yeah, he's kind of a really cool guy. Yeah, I was yeah. actually surprised that interview happened. To be honest, really. Yeah, he seemed, he seemed I didn't cool. think yeah, that was. Good. I thought that was going to be, yeah. I love that. You I, should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when he uh, corrected you when you were like, um, and you've won three Ivor Novello Awards. And he was like, actually, we won three in a row. I've won over Yeah, 10. that was just three on one night. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. 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 That happens a lot, though. That happened in the Nina Conti episode as well, <laughs> where uh, I called, uh, she has a, doc- a really cool documentary yes. called yeah, yeah. Her Master's Voice. You called it his master's voice. And I called it his master's yeah. voice because I'm a complete misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right to her face and she didn't correct me but she remembers it yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so so as I said all the archive of, of the previous episodes are all on Headstuff now um, if you go to headstuff.org forward slash fascinated podcast people like um, uh, Carney Wilson of Wilson yeah, Phillips from Wilson Phillips um, yeah was, she was cool yeah she was very cool yeah she was really um, cool uh, um, you've had uh, Pauline McGlynn yeah um, yeah Francis Raphael, who I have to say I didn't know either, but also was very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, she, uh, she was a Tony winner for Les Miserables. She originated yeah. the, the role. I'd say if you don't recognise some of the names on these people, listen anyway, because they're really interesting people. Yeah, yeah, they all have a great story. Like, particularly if you were had your head in smash hits between <laughs> ninety two and ninety eight. <laughs> uh, it's a great episode with uh, Neve Kavanagh and Neil Delamere. Kind of talking about winning yeah. and how winning makes us feel. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Neve was really good. like we had she was great. some crack. Yeah, she, you see, she's very funny. Like yeah, in, yeah. In our twenty years as yeah. well, and we both have massive dirt on each other. <laughs> <laughs> so we were trying to like avoid that. Yeah, yeah. There's a disclaimer at the start. It's not that Grode is brilliant at getting information out of people. Yeah. It's, you've known each other for years. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Gillian Blakenley and Kathleen O'Rourke. Um, oh, Gillian Blakenley. Gillian, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Gillian, yeah. you don't remember these, do you? No, twins uh, from neighbors. No, no, I don't. Oh, I yeah. didn't. No, yeah. Yeah. They 
were amazing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Again, I didn't know who they were beforehand. I but was f- amazing story with them. about the the success with neighbors and then her fashion line and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They amazing. just went to uh, the US and they invested in a toy company, uh, and then they they made the merchandise for uh, for a what was it called? The Osborns. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, um, and uh, she's just like this real go getter. Like she's got this brilliant attitude. Like, yeah, she's just. Uh, you know, I'll make it happen. Yeah. And she just does. Because I I was in Los Angeles recently and I met her for a drink and she was so cool. Yeah. And I was so starstruck. It was ridiculous. I actually (laughs) brought one of my friends just go, you need to run interference here because I could be a complete lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) But she was so cool. Yeah, she's brilliant. Who did you interview that you were most nervous about? Her. Really? Yeah. Oh God. Did you do that in Los Angeles or here? No, I did it actually. I did that over the phone actually, but I did it in okay. the studio. And uh, oh, it, right. it was before I was interviewing over Skype. And, right. and she was so cool. I think it was, I was trying to work out what was it about them that made me so, why was I such a fan? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it was just, you know, when you're at school, you just, anything to take your mind off life. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, yeah, they were, I was such a big fan back then. Right. I think I was only 13 or 12 or something when they were around. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, she was so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And was that also the one that when you got conf- confirmation of the interview that you were most excited about? Yeah. Which other one stood out? Uh, what other one? Oh, God. Um, I think the first one as well. Um, oh yeah, the Mariama Goodman from the, yeah, the, the Honeys. Another think, one of my favorite bands from the nineties. Yeah, you know, you know all their songs. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a girl band and she's a midwife now. Yeah, uh, because another great story. Uh, I think it was that I had this idea for ages, you know, and uh, that I, it would be good to do something like this to mm-hmm. find catch, catch up with people and see, you know, what they're at now. Yeah, um, which is not every episode, but it, it's it's a few of them. Um, and then once I actually got the first interview, I kind of thought, okay, well then, okay, so I can do this. Yeah. Because it literally, like, for two years, it was in my head. Oh, right, okay. I could I could do it, and it just wasn't, I was never putting any time into it, mm. and then uh, when that interview was confirmed, I thought, okay, right, I'm definitely going to do this. So yeah. then I was really psyched. Bought a mic and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a really nice idea to have, like, her, like, she was a, a, in a girl band and then decided, this isn't for me, I'm going to go back to being, or I'm going to go and train to be a midwife. Yeah. And also, you had Elner Tiernan on that episode, who's the great comedian we were talking about earlier, who... Uh, oh, she was a civil engineer, yeah. She, yeah, she, she did, like, five years of comedy and tried to go back. Yeah. To being a civil engineer and decided... She couldn't do can't it. Can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah um, really interesting. Um, yeah, I like the idea of, ma- of making themes about it, but there was a lot of work in getting two interviews yeah, for each one. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, hence um, the big gaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's the food episode with Donald Skeen and Rachel Allen, um, which was also really good. But I think, well, one of my favourite episodes... Um, even though I haven't watched Cagney and Lacey, which you oh, yeah. killed me for earlier. Um, but you had the producer. Um, I don't know, Barney... Barney Ro- Rosenzweig. Yeah. yeah. And Maeve Higgins he on that. was episode. really cool. You forced Maeve Higgins to watch it and then you talked about it with him. Yeah, then, yeah. Like, that was a great episode. He really interesting. was... Yeah, I think he's just fascinating. Yeah. You know? But I think it's like those things where you, you don't realise how the world how different the world was just a really short space of time ago. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was the... Cagney and Lacey was the first... Uh, time women had ever anchored an era drama yeah. on television. It was the first time ever. Yeah. It was the first time that a show had been cancelled and resurrected. It was mm-hmm. there were loads of firsts and uh and so so much of I think the women's movement and stuff kind of praised this man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because it was a guy that yeah. did all this. And right. uh he yeah, he just he, he really changed television. Right. Um, and it was also you remember you saying on it, it was it was a it was a show that it wasn't just something bad has happened. Go in and spray bullets everywhere. It was. Oh yeah. There was a bit of writing behind it, and they had to kind of. Oh <laughs> yeah, like a, like there were episodes where like you know Lacey shoots somebody and falls apart for yeah you know, <laughs> a week. <laughs> but it, but it was also it was really um it was just really progressive because it, it booked the trends like there was never you know like whereas a couple they usually fall apart you know mm-hmm. whereas they they wanted to show like real yeah. Um, real relationships and yeah. they really put the work in like, yeah. they were great characters uh, and he was just you know he did all this brilliant work and he didn't really get the kudos for it he didn't get the money he didn't mm. you know um, but his autobiography is an amazing read right yeah. okay what's that so, called do you remember uh, putting on the spot there uh, Cagney, Lacey and me I think okay um, think. yeah he was, he, he was great I yeah he was a dude yeah, 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 yeah he was really cool and also do you know what I love the way he speaks 
It's you know, because you just like, go, it's just like you're just pressing the tape and going, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no editing in it. It was just like, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story and you're going to listen. And it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Um, yeah, so all those episodes are now on uh, headstuff.org forward slash fascinated podcast. And uh, highly recommend you listen to all of them. And subscribe. Oh, do? Yeah, yeah. yeah subscribe. subscribe to that podcast. Yeah, and yeah. leave a lovely review, I always say. Nothing lukewarm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're thinking three or four stars, yeah. <laughs> don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> Five star reviews only here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and the new episode will be out... New episode tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. I'll tomorrow. edit this today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop giving me dirty looks. <laughs> the new episode uh, was out last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> The new episode of Neil Conti will be out and it's it's really, really good episode. So uh, download that as well as yeah. this one. Um, yeah. So yeah, Grod, it's been great talking to you. Thanks, sir. My pleasure. Yeah. That was episode 26 of the Headstuff podcast with Grod Farrelly and Connor Wilkins. Hello. Uh, you sound very serious. Yeah. Uh, make, me f- make me sound more jovial. Uh, well, it was a Make me laugh, was a conversation with Garold, who's a comedian, yeah. and you're coming into the outro of it. It <laughs> sounded like you're reporting on a massacre. There was no massacres. Um, no comedians were armed in the making of this podcast. I don't know, but you, are you all right? Uh, can, can, do you have time to talk? <laughs> um, I, I have somewhere to be. <laughs> okay. Well, that was Garold Farrelly. He's uh, one of Ireland's best comedians. Uh, as you, uh, many of you, I'm sure, know, um, his podcast, uh, Fascinated. All the old episodes are on uh, Headstuff now. So you can go to headstuff.org forward slash Fascinated Podcast or Fascinated. Go on, say it again. On, on the Headstuff Podcast Network. My God. Um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Um, thanks to Connor and Wilkins Sound Systems for doing the sound. Uh, thanks to Video Blue for the theme tune and Mikey for the artwork. Thanks to Grode for coming in. Uh, he was a sound man. And um, thanks to you for listening. You, If you want to hear more, be involved in any um, questions or surveys or anything, or, or get the podcast a little bit earlier than everybody else, um, go to uh, Facebook and, and Do you get the podcast earlier? Uh, yeah. Do you? Sometimes. Oh, okay. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, we, but sometimes, sometimes, um, the the group is a new group. Yeah, so we're going to be trying out new things this year. Um, so just go to Facebook and search for the Headstuff Podcast. It's a group, and you can join. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter and give us a rating and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and any other app that you use. Uh, so thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Good luck, bye, see you.